the shadow man is a very dark tall figure who would hold me down at night by holding me between my eyes and he would make things come out of another room and roll onto my bed that happened to be on the floor at the time. And now the shadow man visits, visits my son. Um, I went to Maryland, Frederick, Maryland, and I got to stay in an estate. It was a giant house that had a rocking chair in the front foyer that would always just rock. They would always say, it's just the wind, but it just rocked all the time. And I was there by myself and I was in one of the 13th bedrooms and it was right above the kitchen and all of the cupboards opened in the kitchen and closed at the same time, kind of like in an accordion style. And I couldn't get out of the bed because I was terrified. And then there was other ones in an old church where an old man sat at the end of my bed and talked to me. He had really big, thick glasses on and at my sister and I's father's ranch where we would see people walk through our rooms from the old railroad that used to go right through it. So as a kid, I uh, would always be just super, super terrified. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and see the same thing happening over and over again, which was this man coming at me. And I, I thought it was an ax. And then as soon as I would close my eyes and open them, it would, he would just like kind of vanish and go away. But it was real to me because I, I knew that I was awake and it happened. I was at my parents' house about six years ago, five, six years ago, and I had this feeling to go outside, let my dog out. So I walked up the back porch and I normally just let him out and come back inside, but I had this feeling to look up in the sky and I just saw, had to be 20 orbs of light up in the sky and they weren't stagnant. They were moving in and around each other in like geometric patterns. And I watched them move across the sky. So I ran in, called my parents out. We all got in the backyard and just watched them move across the entire sky doing circles and the lines and just doing this dance around each other. We watched them kind of go from like the east over to the north sky. And then they just faded away into nothing and they just disappeared. And that was the most significant alien experience I've had. So, I was in my bedroom and I was doing a Joe Dispenza meditation and I was laying on this heating pad. It was like a PEMF mat that had tourmaline and amethyst. And in my meditation, I went into like a theta state and I was almost like half asleep, but half awake. I was dreaming. I was on the phone with my mom and brother. And all of a sudden I saw a reptilian at the foot of my bed but I could still feel the heat from the heating pad as all of this was going on. And I was like, hold on mom, there's a reptilian at the foot of my bed, I gotta get it. And so I pulled out my hand as if it was a gun and shot, shot light at it, pew pew, pew pew. And it fell down like a bowling pin. But then three other reptilians came up in its place. And so I had to shoot them down. And each time I shot one down with the light, pew, 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 like three more came up in their place until my whole room was like surrounded by all these reptilians. And I was like, I can't believe like I'm fighting an army of reptilians. My mom and brother are over here just having this normal conversation. No big deal, guys. Let me just fight this army. And so I started like really just hardcore hitting it. Pew, 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 all over with the light. <laughs> And all of a sudden, this big flash of white light like encompassed my whole room and they all fell over. 
And in its place was a big white reptilian that came and stood at the foot of my bed. And he said, basically, you passed our test and that you have nothing to fear anymore and nothing else can hurt you. And not all reptilians are bad. But we just taught you that even the ones that have not so good intentions, let's say, um, you can conquer just by being you and shining your light. So that's my message for everybody. Don't be afraid, just shine your light. Uh, six years old, had not been previously exposed to really any content surrounding UFOs or ufology or really any kind of extraterrestrial content at all. And I uh, went to bed as normal, fell asleep. <laughs> and had one of the most vivid dreams. Like I could still remember it like it was yesterday. I was under, you know, in like the, the playgrounds, you've got those like half orb jungle gyms and they, they kind of look like a, almost like a soccer ball. I was hanging upside down in one of those by my knees in the dream in this huge like football, maybe even like two football field size UFO just comes like, <laughs> it stops right over top of me. And then from there, I, I go black. And uh, when I woke up, I was in another room in the house. Very typical story, you'll hear a lot like this. And uh, just, you know, sitting on a, on a couch, woke up, went back to my room, played it off as a dream. And then years later, I had this woman approach me and she asked me about, she asked me if I was an experiencer and I brought this experience up and she go, and I said, yeah, I wonder if I was visited that night. And she just got so serious and went, oh, honey, <laughs> like, boy, did you. And then there's been a lot more. And then from that moment on, there's, it kind of, it started unlocking all of the other memories that get buried in there. You know, that reality doesn't quite fit with this one. So we tend to bury it. And uh, yeah, I'll keep it simple. I'll keep it at that. Hi, I'm Karen. Just talking about a little bit about my experience, which has been a lot of lately. Um, I've had a huge awakening. My whole life's been a big awakening. I had contact as a child. I just realized I was contacted as a child. I think I was seven or eight. And I wasn't aware of that until in my 40s and 50s when it just became more aware. Um, I always had different alien and different paranormal experiences. Like my uncle committed suicide in my grandparents' house and he's always been there. And now that my grandparents have passed, my grandpa's still there and he's like a protective force. And I realize that there's so much more than just being here on earth. I realize I have a mission and I can't wait to figure out what that is. And it's really exciting because, you know, I'm a hairdresser, been a hairdresser for 28 years, slave to the system, didn't realize I was a slave. At work one day, craziness going on, I just went, Maybe someday I can work from home, whatever the path is, I'll walk it. And then the next time, the next day I quit, the next day after that, I was working from home. And that's with all this craziness going on in the world today. And I'm just realizing that I'm just being fed positivity from these forces. And it's all part of me, you know, and I'm realizing that it's all me and I get to choose whatever path I'm on. The experience I'm having with with the, the paranormal, which is mostly my grandpa just keeping an eye on me at home. And that's a positive experience. I've had negative experiences too. Well, I can talk about 
one operation that I saw when I was in um, actually Kingman, Arizona at a little motel on Route 66. Um, we stayed at this old rundown motel and um, our friends owned it, but it was going to be multi-million dollars to fix it. So in the bar, we were all drinking heavily. They said, you guys can't drive. So we slept in one of the old rooms. They put us in the blue lady room. The, so we go to sleep, old, it was super cold. It was snowing outside, space heater. We were asleep and um, middle of the night, wake up. Oh, so hot and sweaty. My boyfriend went and unplugged the space heater and we went back to sleep. Seemed like two minutes later, deja vu. Oh, so hot, goes to unplug the space heater. Realized he had already unplugged it. It was right between him and the mirror. A boof, a blue light flashed. And an operation of a woman in turn of century clothes, radiated blue. And he screamed and ran down the hall. And I screamed and ran down the hall after him. And that was the blue lady. And I saw him years and years and years later. And he's like, oh, I don't believe in aliens. And I had to remind him of the blue lady. Um, there's so much more that we don't know. And I'm so open to learn more. Thanks for letting me share. So I had a really strange experience when I went, after I went to DisclosureCon in Pine Top, Arizona in 2019. Um, that following day I got home and I decided to take a nap. And lots of times I don't like to take naps because I tend to go into like a coma type of a situation. And, but my dogs were in there and they're very vocal and so it was me and my dogs and all of a sudden I was really in this deep sleep and I felt like I couldn't move. And the next thing I know it was really weird is I just took my right hand and I opened my right eye. And there was this apparition in my room and I equate it to like a green screen on the old computers that is like the zeros and ones and this weird alien being he presented himself to me and at the time he delivered this incredible message that felt quite prolific and then it was like it was over and it disappeared and I, I woke up and I looked around and I was like it's so weird my dogs didn't respond and they're usually very protective of me but it was like they were just like nothing was even there and it was just just over and it was just this experience that at the time I felt so connected and I felt like there was a major message there for me but unfortunately in my waking state it just kind of evaporated. Experience. I'm driving out to Sedona for the first time. This was January 2021 and my vehicle started uh, having issues and then the serpentine belt actually broke and it just overheated. So I pull over the side of the road, middle of nowhere, and the car, and it was just like 11 a.m. on a Saturday, there was nothing open, middle of nowhere, North Texas, all of a sudden, random guy comes, offers me a ride to go get the part I needed for my car. Um, I come back and another guy is like, offers to help fix the car and basically speaks like, this is like divine intervention. That was actually the words that he used. Um, 
So I start the car up, I go to drive to the next exit, it's still overheating. I park it for the night in the next town, I get a motel and I realize there's this giant cross and this whole thing. And so the next day I started up and it was still having issues. I pull into this thing and they just had this arrangement of like crosses and Jesus actually walking the cross. And I just go through the whole thing and then I come out, I start my car up, and it just like, just like magic, just works, no more issues. And <laughs> I didn't have any problems since. And part of it was I left with this vehicle that was basically broke down, um, wasn't even like inspected, like I didn't have all the right things. And, and everyone was like, you're not gonna make it in this vehicle. But I just had faith that I had a mission to go somewhere. And because of that, I felt like I was able to do things that other people wouldn't think possible. I've had experiences most of my life ever since childhood and I'm starting to remember a lot more now. But I think when things started picking up was more in the early 90s when I first started my flying. I'm a pilot and I would fly around the San Joaquin Valley at night and I would see these lights. About my altitude, I'd be between three and five thousand, something like that. And these glowing lights were always there, and I would take my friends on these trips. We'd go out to dinner or what, whatnot, and we'd all see them, and it was just like, okay, whatever. So another day, I went with my sister and ex-girlfriend, and we were sitting up on a hill, and we saw the lights. And they were moving really slow, and sometimes they would merge and turn into one light, and we just watched it like, Okay, no big deal. That night I went home and went to bed and I woke up and I looked out the window and I saw a shooting star. And I said, wow, look at that, a shooting star. And then about two seconds later, another one in the same path. And I said, that wasn't a shooting star. So I went to sleep and then I heard this familiar sound. I woke up to it, this kind of hum and just I don't know, it's a familiar sound, I it's hard to explain. And I felt something reaching out to touch me, like it, out of curiosity, out of compassion, it, like it loved me and it wanted to touch me and I was so scared and I rolled over and that sound was so loud. And then I woke up and nothing. Years passed and um, I ended up living um, on the coast and we kept hearing all these sonic booms and I kept imagining something going on in the sky. I mean, they were so loud, sometimes I'd fall to the ground. And I talked to people all over the county and they were hearing them too without explanation. So I'd go to bed and I heard the noise and I said, they're here, they're here. And I would get so scared and that, that would keep happening. Like weekly, it would keep happening, stop for a while. Then, um, this was probably 2013, I think. A few years passed, and then the sound came back. I felt one there, and I said, that's it. I told it, I am scared to open my eyes, but I just want to reach out and feel your face and just feel what you look like. So I was in bed, and I reached up, had my eyes closed, and then I touched its chin. I could feel its face, and immediately I was just, overwhelmed by this feeling of love and longing and I and I said oh you're 
female. I said, I didn't think that you guys had sex. I thought it was just, I, I didn't think that existed. So I opened my eyes, the sound was gone, they were gone. And for the next few weeks, I was able to communicate with them. I asked them where they are from, they told me. And, um, and, just, and then I had visions of who I was with them. And, and I still, to this day, um, I still communicate with them. And they're, they haven't come physically to me, but they have come in, in other ways. And I've held their hands, and, um, but I haven't seen them yet. We're working on that because I'm still a little scared to, to totally open my eyes and see them. So it's usually when I'm in bed for some reason. And um, yeah, so I'm here today looking for other people that have had similar experiences and hoping to make new connections. So I am the oldest of three siblings. And my youngest sister is about nine years younger than I am. Probably about a month before she was born, I had an experience where I was just going to bed, nine-year-old little girl in a room, and I had a being come into my vision, and it locked onto me. And I remember in my head thinking, oh no, not again. And then it goes black. And the only thing I remember is that I had a dream, uh, like right before you wake up, about like, you know, that twilight time, like 5 a.m. Right about 5 a.m., I started having this dream, and in the dream, God was telling me that my mom could not carry the child and that I was going to have to give birth to the child. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to be socially acceptable in my household because I am nine years old. And so I, um, I was very scared of what my family was going to think in the dream of like, is this like miraculous conception? What's happened to you? And so being the little child that I am, I thought I just had to go to the restroom. And so I went to the restroom and proceeded to have the baby in the toilet. And Kara, my sister, was born about a month later. And God, told, you know, like I said in the dream, God told me that I was going to have to birth this child. And it was almost like I had to become her mother. And so I kind of take it as... Um, that I kind of had to, I did have to end up being her mother. My mother was not capable of being emotionally there for me. But through the memory of the being, it led me to another memory that I had completely forgotten about. When I was about six years old, I had a slumber party. And it was one of those, um, my birthday's in the summer, so I didn't know all the kids in the class yet, but my family proceeded to invite all of just the females in the class. And we had a sleepover. And the next morning, like we had a normal, normal time, opening presents, all in all, cake, movie, whatever, slumber party. Wake up the next day and every child at this entire party was afraid the next day. And um, I couldn't figure out why, but everybody, there was just this very weird vibe that was going on through the whole party. And I was, and finally one of the girls said, don't you remember when you were screaming? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And one of the girls was just missing from the party the next day. I don't know. I wasn't very close with her. I barely remember her. But it's led me down the rabbit hole of thinking that maybe there was a little bit more to this experience than I thought. I met up with um, Matthew Mornian from the conference here. 
and we talked about it a little bit and he got a download that it was almost as if a group of beings or beings of some sort went in and almost abducted all of us and he he very much hesitated to use the word molestation but eventually that's what he came up with and I said it feels accurate I don't know exactly what happened or if we were tagged that evening or what exactly happened it's one of those things I've been curious we'll see what comes of it in the future just continuing to unlock the memories Hi, my name is Jay Blessings. I wanted to share the story of um, the time that I was in Ojai, California, and uh, a group of, of 10 of us, uh, we did the CE5 meditation, so we, uh, we rented an Airbnb up in Ojai, um, and I had uh, tried the CE5 meditation one other time, and it didn't work too well. I think that that time was probably because I was on mescaline and just wasn't I wasn't connecting. Uh, but I just wanted to share that um, th this time in Ojai with this team of ten of us doing the CE5 meditation completely changed all our lives when we all witnessed the exact same thing, and it was so so profound. Um, and moving um, to be able to uh, to drop in and and then with this universal consciousness this unconditional love do the guided meditation and call in the craft and when the the craft appeared about two minutes uh, uh, after finishing the CE5 meditation and I have to say that there was no question uh, we all, all ten of us saw, and all ten of us knew without question, this was not a plane. This was not a satellite. This was not an air balloon. This was, this was, this was not any of those things. This was a <laughs> a sign of what consciousness truly is and can do. It's tr it, it changed all our lives. And I can honestly say that it's given me a completely different perspective on um, on the nature of reality and consciousness, and uh, it's given me a brand new uh, outlook and optimism. Um, as I uh, I really do, um, I want to be able to share as much as I can this story to to let others know that this is not uh, some. Um, fake or phony or uh, crazy, um, uh, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to get Stephen Greer involved, but like, I just wanted to say that uh, this is, this is completely a real thing, a, a, a beautiful phenomenon, and um, I wanted to at least, uh, you know, send my appreciation for uh, Tyler and Aaron and the great work they're doing. Uh, thank you all. And keep your eyes on the skies.